What's up, what's up everyone? Welcome to another week of the GoLink Show. My name is Ben, the host and founder of GoLink. GoLink is a supportive community of growth junkies and life learners embracing weekly challenges. Each week we find a new way to level up and learn something new. So it could be a cold shower, waking up at 5 a.m., a kind act, taking yourself on a date, journaling, meditating, various fitness activities, and much more. These challenges are inspired by mission-driven brands that align with our values. So if you're crazy like me and you love to level up and you're always looking for ways to evolve and grow and step into your fullest potential, then GoLink is just for you. Join us every week on social media to participate in these weekly challenges. Embrace the challenge with me at GoLink Group. The GoLink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from life enthusiasts with a unique perspective. So they could be a mother, a teacher, business owner, coach, entrepreneur, somebody with many years of experience, or someone just stepping into their arena. Wherever they are in life's journey, we all have a story to tell. So we delve into the struggles that we come across during our journey. How do we find the will to make it through? What role does failure play in our lives? What tools and lessons have we learned from those difficult experiences? Let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more in the show. Thanks for tuning in. You guys get ready for a dope episode this week. For real, I am excited. Marsha, she is a teacher, a yoga teacher to be exact, with Soul Yoga. And this is a really cool episode. I truly enjoyed it. And I dropped some questions, like, you know, I usually go pretty deep and introspective, but I, <laughs> I dropped some questions on her and she was down for it. We were, you know, going back and forth and she was raw and vulnerable, which I appreciate so much. And she's a yoga teacher, but much more like people keep coming back to her class, not just for the yoga, but for her soulful, soulful words. And each week she accompanies a theme with her classes, for example, like suffer intelligently. And if you know me, man, I just love that, that each week she has a theme and it's how I think of it, like a written word that she reads and we'll say preaches for lack of better word while doing yoga. Like that's so cool. I love it. And you'll hear me say that throughout the entire interview. So just get ready for me to keep saying that I love it and it's dope. And she's not only about a workout, but a work in. Also love that. And this week's challenge is inspired by Soul Yoga, the studio that Marsha teaches at. It's a soul, it's a yoga challenge, so stay tuned after the show. I hope you enjoy this. I truly loved it. Get ready. Let's go. All right. Well, um, everyone, welcome to The Going Show. Marsha, thank you so much for being here. No, thank you for having me. Um, for real. So to get this started on the right note, I'm going to read a note from you. Um, you are a yoga teacher, but much, much more. And I'm excited to delve more into you personally, because I think you have a lot to say, like studying not only just your Instagram, but I paid close attention to you. We did a mindful triathlon with Soul Yoga Studio, which was uh, 5K meditation and then the um, power flow. And you taught the power flow, but you read, I just like, I don't know how to describe it, like written word. Like, that's what I'll call it. Is that what you call it? That is fine to call (laughs) it that, yes. Um, So what it is, I usually get inspired by, I mean, it could literally be anything. I could be reading a book and there's a Mm. line that jumps out or 
I'm on Instagram scrolling and I see a meme or a quote or literally anything um, listening to the radio and that seed, I will take it and just kind of put my own thoughts around it. Mm -hmm. And um, I come up with a theme for the week and I use it and I change it every single week. So lots of people call it church. So you can call it the word if you want. Wait, so you... single week every single week I have a different thing that's a lot so what is it this week so this week my theme is about suffering okay that's fascinating yes so tell me why it's suffering <laughs> so this week um, my theme is suffering intelligently Yo, I know it sounds dope. crazy no, no 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 this is super cool like <laughs> I'm so happy we're starting here like we are just going hard at first okay suffering with you said Intelligently. Intelligently, okay. So the the reason I come up with this theme is because, and I say this in the class, it was my thoughts around the theme, is that we as humans, um, mm-hmm. I have learned as a, as a human, as a student, as a teacher, is that we always want to avoid suffering. We think yeah. that we aren't supposed to suffer. Like something must be wrong with me because I am suffering. But the truth is we were put here to suffer. You have to suffer. You can't feel joy without okay. feeling sadness you can't be a human and feel like all of these good things i'm so excited and i'm so happy and everything is going right and then avoid suffering yep. there are things we cannot avoid as humans we cannot avoid mm. death we cannot avoid heartache um just certain situations hard places in life we can't avoid it mm-hmm. so we think that everything is supposed to be handed on a shiny silver platter with a red bow and it has to be a gift when in actuality, suffering is a gift. Yes. It, it, there's a lesson to be learned uh-huh. in our suffering. And so, oddly enough, it goes hand in hand with a yoga class. <laughs> this is dope. Okay, I love this. So, yes, like I'm so happy we're already starting like this. So, for me, I wrote um, probably a month ago, and the first line was, we are going to die. We are. And the reason being is because... I love how you said suffering is a gift Mm -hmm. because I also believe that. And the reason being is because it's a gift because it gives us the reminder to live. Right. I agree. Like if we didn't have like suffering or death, like there'd be no urgency or appreciation. Everything would be dull. I agree. The moment someone dies, you immediately start reevaluating things, right? Yep. So someone close to you, you're like, oh, my God, my high school, you know, classmate died or grandmother or, you know, anybody, you know, and immediately you're like, uh-huh. life is so short. You start rethinking all of these things. But the lesson came from your pain and the suffering and to see yourself, you know, in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. So I kind of like you should make this might be a cool idea for you if you haven't already. You should make a calendar, like a yearly calendar or something of like themes. I think that'd just be cool or like yeah. a list or something. Cause like I would enjoy that. Like, cause suffering intelligently is not something that I like you get on a postcard or like a, a meme on, right. you know, Instagram it, that's meaningful and it hits your soul. And I think that would be beneficial to people. What was it last week? I'm fascinated by this. So, um, last week I was actually in Miami, uh-huh. um, for the entire week doing a retreat. So the week before that mm-hmm. was, um, not being deceived by what your eyes see, but <laughs> trusting your third eye, moving more off yeah. faith. 
because then what I was inspired by was I saw on Instagram someone said even salt looks like sugar so Ooh. we cannot go on what we see situations look bad but they could be good it can look like salt but could taste like sugar same thing as in suffering in the moment and the pain it looks like pain it looks like the worst thing in the world but in actuality over mm. time you see it becomes a gift yeah dang no like <laughs> this is so awesome yeah i yeah you should definitely if you don't obviously you, you do you post these every week um, I do not post them every week. Some weeks I do, uh -huh. but I, I have them. Um, I have because I write it down That's and dope. I read it in the beginning, just like I did in that mindful triathlon. Uh -huh. um, so I have them all in a notebook. I have them from when I uh -huh. very first started teaching yoga. So That's I have so them cool. from every week from almost four years ago. Um, and I keep them just because I keep things. But also everybody's like, we need a little book, Marsha. We need a little devotional. Like we need something. Mm -hmm. So I have it on hand just for when that time comes I can well it's cool it sounds yeah. yeah it's not just like this week's theme work hard right <laughs> no yeah. I put a little bit more effort and a little bit yeah. more time and a little bit more heart into it yeah oh, yeah that's super dope I love that all right well we're gonna read a note from you so I got a so this is I got an email from soul yoga the studio you teach at and I think this was for like an advertisement f for their yoga teaching right Correct. Okay, cool. So I'll read it. So yoga teaching trained or yoga teacher training saved me from me. Before yoga, I had a false sense of what it truly meant to love myself. Yoga has given me the opportunity to get to know who I am, not just as a workout, but also a work in. I love that. And, and teacher training expanded that opportunity. Teacher training allowed me to face my fears head on. It has given me the courage to stand firm in what I believe in and share that with the world. Going through the training set my soul on fire and shine a light on my purpose. It wasn't just a training to teach, but a training on life. I encourage anyone that is even thinking about it to go for it. Take a chance on you. Bet on yourself. It is more than worth it. Boom. Yeah. Does that take you back <laughs> to any mind frame or mindset? Yeah, it does. It takes me back to where I was when I went into teacher training, like where I was mm. in life. Um, I was at a point where I didn't know what I was going to do. I was living in Atlanta. I went to Atlanta for college and mm -hmm. had already finished um, with a fashion degree from the Art Institute of Atlanta. And of course, in that moment of going through college and when I finished, it's, oh, I'm going to finish and I'm going to be a buyer and I'm moving to New York and after yep. New York, I'm going to Paris and, <laughs> you know, all these different mm -hmm. ideas and of what I'm thinking I'm going to do and then I found myself while I was at work at the time I was working for, um, I was a retail manager. Mm -hmm. And I loved, loved the job, loved the company, the people that I worked with, but I found myself at work being like, oh, looking at my watch, yeah. when can I leave? Because I gotta go to yoga class, like uh, have to go to yoga. And so this, this thing, yoga just kept coming up for me and it just, I felt so good there. Um, so when I decided to move back home from Atlanta, mm -hmm just to kind of reset. It was never, I'm gonna stay in Greenville, I'm gonna move back maybe for a year, apply for jobs, fashion jobs, but what am I gonna do in the meantime? Maybe I'll be a yoga teacher. Okay. You know, just maybe, maybe. So <laughs> um, the studio I was going to, I loved it. I fell in love with the teacher, the owner, and just the vibe and the environment. And I had a conversation with her one day about being a yoga teacher. And mm -hmm. she was like, yeah, of course. And I got signed up and, 
Yeah, the rest is now I'm here now talking to you because I still <laughs> am a yoga teacher. But yeah. like you say, I learned that it was so much more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, in that moment, I thought I had it all together. Like, I got this. Like, I'm going to go do this. I'm not going to be like a yoga teacher forever. I'm just going mm-hmm. to, you know, it's going to be a pit stop. But it does not seem like a pit stop anymore. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah. why do you, what do you mean by that? Like, so if it's not just a pit stop, what is it? So for me now, it definitely is not a pit stop um, mentally. Mm. Um, I believe in more so yoga off of the mat. It changed my life. Anybody can go and do a bunch of stretching and bending and forward folding. Yes, that's difficult and it's hard, but the practice really is truly is when we take it off of the mat. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to be okay when everything in your life is great when you're getting everything handed on the silver platter or when there are no red lights and you're speeding right through mm-hmm. when every light is green and you're yeah. like i got this but then boom you get stuck in traffic mm-hmm. then like and you're like i'm late so that's when your practice of yoga comes in like breathe there is no reason to rush the rushing isn't going to get you anywhere mm-hmm. and Little do you know, it could actually be saving you from something. I've heard people's stories. They're like, if I had been two seconds earlier, I would have gotten in that car accident or something like that. So um, it's definitely not a pit stop. Life changing, changed my life. And I want to share it forever, like forever. That's so cool. So where do you see yourself? Maybe you don't. Maybe you just have like an intention and you're happy, like surrendering, you know, Mm -hmm. to the universe. But what is like your ultimate, like your biggest passion or dream, like the impact that you want to make? So I am not one of those really cool, really smart people that can just surrender to the universe. (laughs) (laughs) I am, was, and still am still pretty A-type, but yoga has Uh taught me to let go more. Uh Um, I do, I hope to have my own yoga studio one day and continue to share the practice, however that is. So whether it's through teacher trainings or teaching classes or helping more teachers Mm -hmm. along the way. Okay, that's dope. Um, And then you talked about instead of just a workout, it was a work in. Yeah. Right, I love that play on words. So how is it a work in for you? So for me, it was a work in because when you're in the classes, all these emotions start to come up for you. Like you're getting mad I mean I found myself in yoga classes being like why is this teacher have me in this pose (laughs) so long and I'm getting mad and then all of a sudden I'm like why are you mad at the teacher (laughs) the teacher is not doing anything really the problem is you Mm. you know like it's not the teacher's fault that I am maybe letting my ego take over right now and don't want to go into child's pose like you don't have to kill yourself in the yoga class. Yes, That's you me push all yourself. The time. I know it's that yeah. A type and it's human. We want to go, go, go. But mm-hmm. it's learning to surrender. It's okay to take child's pose or you feel like people around me are looking at me. I got to stay in this posture. But you don't. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was more working from the inside out. And I had to learn that going in there. Of course, you're like, I have to do the best handstand. I have to put my legs behind my head. I have to be the best. But there is no such thing as winning at yoga. Mm. So. Because it's always a practice, right? Always a practice. Always. That's interesting. Even our bodies feel different every day. So I can True. do something one day, and I'm like, oh, I got this. I'm so good at it. The next day, <laughs> body's like, eh, no, huh. not doing it. And it could be for different things. It could be because of what you mm-hmm. ate. It could be because you didn't get enough sleep. Maybe mm-hmm. you worked out so hard in the gym also the day before, so your muscles are different. Yeah. But mentally, we think, oh, I did this yesterday, so I have to be able to do it today. And that's not how it works. 
What was the last time you mentioned sur- you're not good at surrendering? Like, I don't think anyone is, first off. Like, it's, it's a skill and it's also a practice, like, for real. So when was the sure. last time you were tested with surrendering and it paid off for you? Um, I would probably have to say going through the teacher training mm-hmm. and moving back to Greenville because that was not on my list. I was like, I'm not going back to that little town. <laughs> I live in Atlanta now. Yeah. I am a city girl. I am not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And surrendering to that, not really knowing what was going to happen. Um, and it seems to be working out. Yeah. No, for sure it's working out. Yeah. Um, so tell us about like, so I just found out today that the hat that you're wearing, just in case we use the, f- the footage, mm-hmm. make sure we sh- sh- yes. flash it. <laughs> <laughs> so I know I've seen Namaste and then there was another one that I've seen. How many do you have? Um, maybe about 10 now. 10. Wow. Yeah, sayings. I just, I started with just five uh-huh. and then they just come. Um, just when whatever I may be inspired by something, I'm like, okay, that can go on a hat. That would be nice. So there's uh-huh. peace. There's Om. Mm. There's peaceful warrior. Uh-huh. Um, there's wine and yoga. Uh-huh. There's Namaste. Heavily meditated. Um, karma. I like that one. Heavily meditated. Yeah, that one seems to be a popular one yeah. now. Um, a few more that I can't think of right off the top. My oh, yogi, yo, uh-huh. yoga goddess. Um, mm-hmm. really just whatever comes, comes to mind, but a lot of them do have a play on the words like peaceful warriors, also a posture in yeah. yoga. So, um, whatever comes up maybe in that moment, the latest one has been, um, but first yoga, you know how you say all the, but first coffee. Uh-huh. So, but first yoga. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And that, so you sell these? Yes. That's awesome. And just the link like on your Instagram or something or how do people yeah, find so it? Typically people will DM me through Instagram because I had okay. an Etsy setup, uh-huh. but they expire over time. And because I'm one of those people that are not on top of it at all, <laughs> haven't <laughs> redone it, but typically people will message me through Instagram or at the studio. They'll track me down and let me know that they want one. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. What? So do you work out outside of yoga? Like do you lift weights or anything? So I do the sculpt training um at the studio and just so people know it's with weights not like you don't have like 80 pound weights that you're lifting but they're lightweight so one to ten pounds Mm -hmm. so ten is going to be the heaviest one pound which i'm a one pound girl with arms some days one pound girl one pound girl (laughs) and um and that's really the only workout but i have to say that the first time i did sculpt i was like i'm not doing that again I don't want to do that. Why am I torturing myself? Because it's really and truly a workout. Uh-huh. Two years later, here I am, and I'm about to go through the training for it. Ooh, so maybe that was the last time I surrendered. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done it yet. I will, but it looks incredibly difficult. It is very difficult. It's another mm-hmm. mindset of, you know, not like yoga. It's completely different, but we're made to do hard things. That's yeah. true. So where does this mindset come from of doing hard things? Like, were you raised that way or did life help you find that path? I think it is both. Hmm. I definitely was raised that way. Um, my, well, I fortunately have a dad that was one of the dads that was 
always got on us about our attitude. We always got in trouble. If we were in trouble, it was because you can't have a bad attitude. Mm. Always talked about being kind to people and how the world is hard and just keeping a positive attitude. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm lucky that 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 was instilled in me at a young age. Um, As I do get older, I find myself reminding myself of those things that my dad says when I was younger be like oh yeah I know just stop <laughs> but um I'm, I'm so grateful and so thankful that he did and yeah going through life too because man it's not handed on a silver platter mm-hmm. and wrapped in a big shiny bow yeah yeah so but still like there's so many people even like you're someone who's just like beaming and positive but still practical at the same time. Yeah. It's not easy to like, no, but it's funny. Like even smile, even saying no, you're (laughs) smiling. Like, like, do you just consciously like wake up and think that way? Or is like, do you have a morning like routine or how do you get your mind set? How do you get there? So, um, like we said, it, it is, it comes from practicing yoga. Mm-hmm. And like you say, it's a practice. It's never perfect, but the more you practice something, you shouldn't get better at it or you should just stop practicing it. <laughs> so if I've been practicing yoga or whatever, your spiritual connection or whatever mm-hmm. it is that people do to release, if you're practicing something and you're hoping that it makes you grow, if it's not doing that, then you would need to change something. So I think it is yoga. Um, I am lucky and blessed enough to be able to teach yoga full time. So I'm always, you know, having finding that connection with people. I am always, my life is engulfed in yoga. So I think it's the switch mm-hmm. of the yogi brain and the yogi mindset. And I do meditate, which helps. Um, like you dedicate time to meditate. Yes, I have to do, you do Even that in the morning or just whenever you need it. Just whenever. So I like to do it in the mornings, mm-hmm. but even if my day gets too busy, if it's like one o'clock and then I will find I have the time, I'll do it at one o'clock. Even if it's just 10 minutes, yeah. all I need is 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. If you can give me 10 minutes, mm-hmm. I'm good because I mean, scientifically you need at least five minutes for it to work. So why, I try to why? at least, I didn't, I don't know if I've heard that. Why five minutes? Because just before the five minutes, it, your brain, it, it just doesn't click, mm. you know, like you don't reap the benefits. You'll need at okay. least the five minutes. So if you want to start a meditation practice, all you need is five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It takes me this morning. I did it for 30 minutes. Wow. But it takes time for me to like get into it. And mm-hmm. that's why, because I have to get past the whatever's blocking you know right typically when you sit down you're like okay i'm meditating (laughs) okay i need to breathe yeah okay but i got all this stuff to do Mm -hmm. okay so you have to talk yourself you know let the mind quiet Uh and that probably takes five minutes (laughs) what was like what was marcia before yoga so marcia before yoga was way more a type than i am now very controlling Hmm. um I've always been a nice and friendly, polite person, but more, more stern, um, more like this is what I want and I'm going to get it and this is how it goes. <laughs> so yeah. definitely a lot more um, stern than what I am now. Hmm, yeah. That's interesting. I think I was probably a little more selfish also. Huh. Yeah, like just in a way like I'm thinking like, well, I got to do this for me. I got to do this for me. But it's sometimes it is selfish for other people, you know. 
always I've always cared and been compassionate always loved to volunteer and give back and do things like that but I just I think I maybe was a little still more self-centered than what I am now hmm. yeah that's interesting what do you like to do besides yoga is there anything? Um, That's the question. Is there anything besides yoga? There's not very much that I like to do besides yeah. yoga. Um, I like to read. Um, I like to be in the community, try different workouts. I don't really hang out a lot. I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but was that pre-yoga? It was pre-yoga, <laughs> which yeah. I still will, but the hanging out is just kind of different. In um, Atlanta. Yep, and teaching so much, I also you have to give a lot when you're a teacher. And because I want to be who I say I am, kind of like practice what you preach, mm-hmm. I have to protect my energy a lot more, you know. You mm-hmm. can't just go out and just hang out with anybody just because or, you know, it's just different. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And do you like that? that- I do like that. I do mm-hmm. like that. I like that. I'm a, I'm a bit of a homebody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way, and I like what you said, protecting your energy. Yeah. So you can give it because, you know, they're saying of, um, what is it, like you can't pour water into someone else's cup unless yours are full yes, or overflowing. Yes, on an empty cup, yeah, right? Like I had that yeah. as a theme one week. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. did. You cannot yeah. pour for your own, from your own cup when it's empty, not at all. Uh-huh. Um, there's no way I could come and fill up others and um dead empty which there are days obviously where I'm tired um because it is a job just like any other job but once I go into the space um you feed off of everyone else's energy and mm-hmm. I try not to I very rarely have I have issues but I very rare, rarely have it at the forefront of my mind mm-hmm. it's always like okay you can go back to that when you magnify something you know it makes it that much worse than what it may possibly be yeah yeah have besides your own life some of your students or people you've worked with i'm sure you've seen some changes in their life what's one story oh man i always love these stories um i have people that typically will message me via social media on instagram or they'll tell me um how much a theme changed their life or I had one student message me and say, I just wanted to let you know that I was going through a lot and she told me the situation, but you, I thought about a theme that you had about courage mm-hmm. and it, I kept going back to what you said and I was okay after that. And I, I get stories like this a lot and I'm always humbled by it or people will say, you know, because something you said sparked, you know, a thought in class and made me know that I didn't have to be fe- fearful mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, it's always so humbling. Isn't that dope? Yeah, like I think it is. Yeah, it's and that is, yeah, it's just encouraging to keep doing what you're doing. It is, and that you're making an impact, and hopefully that's a compound effect for everyone else to keep, you know, or spreading that theme to someone else. Or okay, I've learned this, and now I can teach someone this. Right. And for real, I'm just gonna keep shouting out these themes. Like for real, we should. You should do something with these themes. Yeah. I know you already are, but you know what I mean. Right. No, I, th- I think you may be right. Yeah. <laughs> and I do have some of the students do tell me that they shared it with actually have a family that comes in. And then sometimes the daughters can't come because of school, college. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this family. They always show up for me. But 
it, um, the mom will say, I text message in a group message or theme this week because the girls couldn't come. Or I have um, one student that she works in the hospital and she say, I shared it with the attendees this week, your theme. Mm. And it's just, it's awesome. I taught one class and um, the, this was, the person was also a teacher somewhere else, not for yoga, but just like, mm at another fitness place mm-hmm. and they brought it into their fitness place. And one of my students was in that class and had taken my class the day before and they were like, oh my God, Marsha, you will <laughs> not believe this. This is so cool. Your theme, you know, carries on because you touch people and they pass it on to people in the community. So it's cool. That's awesome. It is, it's so awesome. I'll tell you, I mean, in the beginning, it, I was not sure, and this has come to the surrender, <laughs> I was not sure that it would work out for me because the way I learned yoga was that there is a message, there is a healing. It's, it is a spiritual practice more so than uh, asana, the physical. Mm-hmm. So when I came here to Greenville, I was a new teacher. I hadn't said like, this is my teaching style and people like it or not. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I was getting to know who I am in these changes and getting to know who I am as a teacher. So learning at the same time. And a lot of the yoga now is so traditional and modern that People don't really touch on the spiritual part. Um, They just get right to exercise. So for me, it was different. And Mm. I didn't want to be that girl. Nobody wants to take her class because it's like, oh, she's always preaching to us or Uh. or feel weird. So I have to say in the very beginning of my teaching, people weren't used to it. So I was like, maybe I shouldn't do that. Oh, this is really important of what you're saying. Yeah. So how did you... So did you start this from the beginning? Like you had I've a always done this. From from day my one? demo class. That's dope. From my demo class. Do you remember what the theme was then? Um I think it was about the koshas, which is just um in yoga they are the layers. So you have five koshas. Mm-hmm. The one is the top one would be of course like your skin. And then you huh. get more and more until you get to your core. Okay. And so I spoke on these koshas going through to get to the true self, starting with the um, your physical body, uh-huh. then the breath to penetrate into the second, third, fourth, fifth, till you get mm. to your true center. Um yeah. And I don't think I've done that theme since. I I typically don't repeat a theme. Yeah, which is impressive. Um, yeah, so I always did it and I thought maybe I should not do this because I don't know if it's going to be received well. Um, but then people would come to class and I had people, I started getting just, I guess, affirmation from other Uh people, from the students and they started saying, I come because I want to hear what you got to say. Yo, that's they dude, weren't that's used cool. to it. It's really cool. They weren't used to it, and they were like, "No other teacher does this." So, like, I, I I want to know what you have to say, and that gave me the courage to keep going. And I had a friend that told me, um, I was like, "Well, maybe I just won't do it at this one place, but I'll do it at the other place because people feel more comfortable." Uh-huh. And my friend said, "Don't you dare do that. Mm-hmm. Don't you ever change who you are." Mm-hmm. And that always stuck with me, and I did not change it. And now it has become a part of me and it's what people know me for. And people tell me they came to church. They're like, I just came to church. One guy told me I've been paying a therapist all this time. I could have just come to your yoga class. That is cool. Like people are saying I'm coming here for what you have to say. Yeah. That's that's a big compliment. It is. It is. And I I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm so humbled and you know, in the moments you're like, 
oh, is this going to reach people? Maybe, maybe not. But mm -hmm. week after week, I, I, I have people that are so sweet. And, and it makes a difference because they don't have to come to me and say that. And I would just keep second guessing myself mm -hmm. or wondering if it's working. But they take the time to say thank you or I appreciate you or your words mean a lot or I'm struggling. This is what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And this helped me. So I'm very humble by it. Do you get scared or nervous still at all to share a theme in class? Like, is there anything that's ever personal that makes you get, get the feels? Um, typically, I think when I first started teaching, my themes were a lot about what I'm going through in this moment. So if I'm facing this this week, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to share what has helped me through. Now it's not so much what I'm going through in my life in that moment. Mm -hmm. Maybe I've gone through it before. I'm going to go through it, you know, but I also feel like we were, you and I discussed earlier, if mm -hmm. you're doing something, like I shouldn't always be going through something. Nobody should always be going through something, you know, like, of course, mm -hmm. there's always something. There's always <laughs> bills, if that makes sense. Uh -huh. We're adulting. There's always bills. <laughs> yeah. There's always, we can always have more money. But there's also, on the other hand, always something to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. There's always um, moments of gratitude. So the theme could, again, just be something I was like, I'm inspired by that, that maybe it's not touched me because I'm going through something, but just because it's cool. So I'm going to put my thoughts around it and share it. That's cool. Has, has a student, like, I assume you have. I bet students inspire, inspire you all the time. But what have you learned from... Not necessarily yoga, but watching people go through the process themselves. Wow. So, I mean, even as a teacher, I am always a student. And my students, mm -hmm. they, they teach me all the time. Um, I have people share with me very like personal stories about divorce or... Um, well, they have a family member, you know, with cancer, or maybe they have cancer. And to see them, and they'll say, you know, soul yoga in your class has helped me so much, and I'm so appreciative, and I just want you to know. And a lot of times they'll come to me and tell me this, and in my mind I'll be like, I didn't even know. I had yeah. no idea. They continue to show up on the mat, never skip the beat. They still come to class, have a good attitude, and I don't know until they share it. And that's what it's about, is just keep showing up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And they keep showing up over and over. And you just never know, too. Right. Like, uh, like you really do never know what someone's going through. Yeah. Like, never. truly. Yeah, we all have a story, and everybody's is, you know, different. Yeah. And it's valid to them. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. What, this is an interesting question. What do you think, like, on the outside what do you think people look at you and they might think, but is a, actually a misconception and maybe not true. So like they would look at you from the outside and think this, but the truth is actually another mm -hmm. thing. Does that make sense? It does make sense. What do you think? Like, what is that about you that isn't on the outside, but isn't true now when i was in high school mm -hmm. maybe i'm still traumatized by this <laughs> when i was in high school people would always say the first thing they would say is oh i thought you were stuck up mm. i did not know you were so nice 
Um, I hope people don't think that about me now. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that they don't think that about me now, but um, I think that was probably the what I got the most, like in high school, like, oh, I thought you would be stuck up. Um, nowadays, uh, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I, I hope that I show up and they see my authentic self and they see who I truly am and they don't get this image of me. I hope what they see is the truth. So I, I'm not sure. That's a great answer, though. Thank you. <laughs> I just came up with it. I that. just came up with it. Maybe that's, I will, for, I'm, ex, I'm stoked for these themes now. Um, <laughs> okay. Shoot, you reminded me of something, what I wanted. Oh, do you, being your authentic self, is that still a challenge today? Um, not as hard as it used to be. Um, I'm asking you hard questions. You are asking because me hard I'm trying questions. to like because I'm trying to be like, yo, she's killing like <laughs> with all these positive. But I'm trying to like see like truly like really. I just want to ask. Let's just cut to the chase. Like, when was the last like real test you had? That's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because you are I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, you could just be this super human. And I think that's dope. I mean, I think we all are, but no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm human. Um, mm. the, probably the hardest test that I recently gone through was, would be a breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. Really? Mm-hmm. So look, <laughs> all right, here we know. go. Here we now go. Now we're going, Marsh. Here we go. Now we're going somewhere. <laughs> um, and so I guess in that, after you go through that, there are moments where I can find myself being like, insecure or feeling like um what did I do wrong or you know what could I have done differently because that relationship was it it was a very long relationship Mm -hmm. um and we have a child together Mm -hmm. so it it was difficult yeah so that was I would say probably the last huge test I've had to kind of go through because afterwards you're like okay I don't want anybody to talk to me I don't want anybody to look at me <laughs> I just want to be by myself and no don't ask me on a date I don't want to go <laughs> no I don't want to be in a relationship like no so yeah okay so how long ago was that so we broke up now it's been three years a little three over years. three years mm-hmm. and then was it you mentioned that you would just like to hey I just want to be by myself what value has come from focusing on yourself? Oh man, so much. Um, because I was in that relationship for a very long time. We were high school sweethearts, so we had been okay. together for 15 years. Damn, okay, yeah, that's yeah, a long time. It's almost like a marriage and then a divorce. Yeah. You know, you have to grieve, but we are great friends. He is a great person. It's just, you know, when you're with someone and you go through all these changes from being that young, you know, sometimes you don't always change together. Mm-hmm. And so I had to get to a spot to a place to where I could say to look at it differently. It's, it wasn't a failure. Mm. You know, we, we co-parent very well. Um, now I forgot the question you asked me cause I feel like I'm not answering it. <laughs> no, oh, I can't even remember either, but, um, shoot. What was it? I don't remember either, but it, it worked out, <laughs> you know, we're, we're great now. We're great friends and, Oh, yeah. no. You said how long ago? No, right? so focusing, what have you learned from alone time? Oh, that was the question. Yeah. So 
it helped me get to know more about what I want and what I don't want. Um, not just as far as a relationship, but just in life. Um, and when we did break up, it was so there were so many other changes happening in my life. I was moving from Atlanta and I was changing careers. I was going from, oh, I'm going to go to the fashion capital of the world to Wong Wong. I gotta go back to Greenville and I'm gonna uh -huh. be a yoga teacher and figure life out. I mean, and to be honest, I got depressed. I was super sad. Um, mm -hmm. I was moving back with my parents. Like, I'm I'm like, I'm 30. Like, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, Hold on, let's pause there. Okay. It's funny that you're not the only one. It's like, you're 30 and then you said, I can't do that. Like, why do we say that? Like, I understand why we say that. It's like, right. I should be grown and do my own thing. But like, why not? It's okay. Right. You're still young. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I think that's where the practice comes mm -hmm. from. But as human mind, naturally, it was to be like, you're 30. You can't do that. But mm -hmm. now I can sit back and say, okay, you're 30. You have the gift to be able to do this, to pursue what you want. It's not going to be a forever. Mm -hmm. It's not a forever situation. So it's a gift to be able to do this for however long you need until you get to, you know, where you want to be. So mm -hmm. I've been able to reflect and see not again, not just far as a relationship with anybody else, but a relationship with myself. Boom. So that has been probably the most important for me. I never went to the movies alone. I never went out to eat. But now I'm like, yeah, I'm going by myself. I love it. It's okay. Like, Good for you. I like me. I like my own company. And before, I can't, I don't know if I did because I was always with people, whether it was uh, dating somebody or with friends, I was always with somebody. Mm. So I was able to dive more into say, it's okay. If you can't be with yourself, if you don't want to be around you, who wants to be around you? I can't expect you to want to hang out with me if I don't even want to hang out with me. So it was a, it was tough. It, it was really hard. I, I sit here and, you know, I know you're like, y'all smiling and happy now, but <laughs> I, I was not always, especially before I started, you know, teaching and even becoming a teacher at first, it was hard. I mean, luckily I was one of those people that it, it did come a little bit more natural because I think probably because I'm, was good with talking with people. Mm -hmm. um, but it was a struggle to be like, okay, how am I going to do this full time? Or what if I'm not good enough? What if this thing thing does not work out? And people are like, she's just a weirdo. <laughs> you know, it took a lot of time before I was able to validate myself. So um, it's been a journey, but it's great. Wow. You said a lot of important things that people should go just hit the rewind button <laughs> because it does take time and it'll continue. Mm -hmm. Right. To, right. But I love what you said of enjoying your own company. Yeah. And I, you said something about like loving yourself, like you like yourself. Right. That's a really cool thing to say. Cause not everyone can say that. Right. And if someone's listening and they feel like they don't like themselves, what advice would you give them? Well, first, I would ask them to ask themselves, why don't they like themselves? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it about you that you don't like? And not just a situation, like to say, oh, I don't like that I'm not married and I'm 35 years old. <laughs> like, that's crazy. But what uh -huh. if you really don't like yourself? Like, for me, I didn't like that I was a little more self-centered. So I changed it. You know, I didn't like that I was 
impatient. So mm. you change it. And now it's not overnight, but it's a practice. And you put in the work and be willing to put in the work and be willing to use whatever tools that is. For me, it just came as yoga mm. and reading and but it could be anything for some people. It could be to go to church, which I go to church, probably not as much as I should, but I do, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, just, and I listen to podcasts. I, you know, I'll read books, anybody that can inspire me. It doesn't matter who they are. Um, but just to put in the work to say, okay, this is what I don't like. And this is what I need to do mm. to change. But first you got to identify what you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it takes being alone to identify that. Yes. Like you have to be with yourself away from people and things right? to truly identify that. Right. Because people, I think sometimes just say like, well, I want to change. Well, what do you want right. to change? Why do you want to change it? Then right. how are you going to change it after all of that? That's good. I really like that. And it's probably so much harder. Well, not probably. It is so much harder to identify it when you're not alone because you're distracted. Your mind yep. is so loud. And then when you get alone, you don't have everyone else's opinion mm -hmm. that makes you feel good about you or that makes you like you, you can actually talk and hear yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So do you, this isn't just a, like a woman thing, but cause even for me, I've felt this and like my friends too, but kind of being alone is there, like, do you feel like amongst your friends, you maybe yourself like women in their thirties, do they feel like who aren't married and single? Is there kind of like that feeling of I'm not married? Like, mm -hmm. is there that? Yes, absolutely. And I think 30 is probably the age when it hits women the mm. most. Like when you're 25, you're like, Oh, I'm 25 and I'm married, but I'm still 25. Like, <laughs> I'm in my 20s. Yeah. By the time you get 30, people are asking you, like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have babies? When are you going to do yeah. this? You know, so it's harder. And then when you're in a group of friends and they all may be married, mm -hmm. you start to, yeah, I think it definitely hits you. Yeah, And women may be more so than men. I don't know. Um, but I think women, because we are more emotional, mm -hmm. um, that we do maybe see it as a big more, we magnify it more than a man does. But I think the key is to, for me, I had to practice being alone without being lonely. Ooh, you know, that. that's, it's two different things. I may be sitting in this room alone, but I'm not lonely. And you can be with somebody and be lonely. So, Ooh. yeah. That's powerful. We should say that again. So we can be alone, but not lonely. And you can still be with someone and be lonely. Absolutely. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. Um, one thing I want to ask before we start to wrap it up is co-parenting. Mm -hmm. How have you guys been able to do that? Obviously it takes two of you right. to do that, but what are some key like essential things that's why it's worked? Um, for us, I think it works because we still very much care about each other. We care about the other person, like what, which is so cool, like, like, because it doesn't happen a lot, right? Right. Which I am similar. Like, no matter what relationship ends, I'll truly like have love and care right. for that person. Like, as a human, like, of course, like I wish you the best. It's obviously not going to be the same, but truly, like, I want the best for you, right? And we had to, I mean, we had to have conversation and say, no matter what, 
whether we're together or not, we want our daughter to know that she has two loving parents that love mm. each other. She could still say, oh, my parents love each other because we respect each other. We are not arguing and fighting. We're kind to each other. We get along. So I think for us, it was more about trying to see it from a child's eyes. Mm. So regardless of if we're together, she can say, oh, my parents aren't together, but they still care a lot about each other, you know? That's so cool. I love that. And because it could be, well, my parents are together, but they're fighting all the time. Right. Right, right. Hmm. I agree. That's that's cool. How old is your daughter? She's ten. She's actually going to be eleven next month. So is that wild to you? It is wild. <laughs> I'm like she's gonna be driving before I know. <laughs> oh my god. Um. What's one piece of advice you'd give your daughter, just with life or anything? If here, yeah. What's one? If you were dying tomorrow, what what's one thing you would tell her? You know, it sounds so cliche, but it's the first thing that comes to my mind, so mm. I feel like I have to say it, mm -hmm. to, to be authentic and follow your heart. Mm. Follow your heart. I love that. Okay, cool. So I do a segment in the show. It's called Scroll My Soul, mm -hmm. which actually is perfect since this is we're partnered with soul yoga this week so we're gonna scroll <laughs> <laughs> so what that means is so you can see me scrolling through my computer mm -hmm. so these are kind of like you after podcasts or conversations or books just meditating i keep all like my thoughts down mm -hmm. and then i randomly scroll through and then i'll pick something for you and I ask what you think about it or what does it remind you of or how you resonate with it okay so i'll read this phrase randomly Ooh, okay so we'll do this one. We're literally this. We're literally scrolling and stopping. So the phrase is you are what you pretend to be. You are what you pretend to be. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. Yeah. So what does that mean to you? Like you are what you pretend to be. So I don't want to go over your head or anything. No, let's go there. But <laughs> there is um, a sutra in the Yoga Sutras. Uh, it's one of my favorites. And in Sanskrit, it is mana eva, mana sharanam, karanam bandha, moksha yoho. Whoa. And it means mm -hmm. as the mind, so the person. Say that again, as the mind. As the mind, so the person. Mm. Bondage or liberation lives in thine own mind. So to me, that kind of is the same. You are who you pretend to be, who you, you got to see yourself there first. You got to visualize yourself there. Um, and so if I want to say before teacher training, oh, I'm going to be a yoga teacher one day, I have to carry myself in that way mm -hmm. or whatever. I'm going to be a model one day, so I carry myself in that way. Mm -hmm. And it helps you to go after what you pursue. So you manifested it because you already pretended to be it. I'm pretending to be a millionaire right now. So <laughs> are you, is that something yes, you're really I doing? Yes, I am pretending awesome. to be a millionaire right now. So yeah, that's one day. Dope. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and that's similar to how I resonate with it too is, um, there's another quote, right? That, uh, shoot, I forgot what it is, but like essentially like reality doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. It's like what, just your thoughts, right? right. It's just, what you think is reality is 
that's what it is. Right. And so none of this is all real. It's just what you decide it is. Right. You know, I said that to someone one day and they were like, what? That's not true. I was like, no, what you think is the truth is the truth. Yes. Even if it's different from what I think. Yes. It is the truth. And they were like, no, it's not. There can only be the truth. <laughs> but the truth <laughs> is different for all of yeah. us. You know, your truth is not the same as my truth or somebody who's on the other side of the world. You know, mm. their truth. Yeah. I love that. Well, dang, this has been awesome. Do you have Thank anything you. on your mind or in your heart that you want to end with? Um, I want to go on the record for saying I also would tell my daughter to mm. be kind. Mm. Yeah. So if she ever <laughs> listens to this one day, not to just be authentic and follow her heart, but to be kind. Mm. The world needs a lot more kindness. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, Marsha, thank you. This has been no, thank awesome. Thank you. Will you end, will you, this actually be really cool. Will you end this in like a, how we end like a yoga class? Yes, of course. Let's do it. All right. So. Kind of holding mics, I guess. Yeah, let's do that. All right. So with our mics. Bring, yes, with our mics. We're going <laughs> to yeah. bring our palms to touch. Mm-hmm. And then bring your thumbs to the center of your eyebrows, touching your third eye. The love and light that is inside of me honors and sees the love and light inside of each and every one of you. Namaste. Namaste. Yo, my Goal Link gang. Thank you for tuning in for another week. Truly, if you're hearing these words, I appreciate you so much. And to help this show, to help it get out there and help more people, if it's helped you, please leave a review on iTunes. Even if you're listening on Spotify, please go leave a review on iTunes because it really does help the show and it helps it gain momentum. So if you can do that, I would really, really appreciate it. So thank you in advance. So this week's challenge, as promised, is inspired by Soul Yoga. We want you to try yoga this week, whether you've never tried, you haven't practiced in a long time, or you're an avid yogi. This week is the week to jumpstart that yoga practice. And if you're in Greenville, South Carolina, we have extra incentive for you. And we're doing a giveaway for a five-class card. So that means if you win, you get five free classes. Pretty legit, right? And all you need to do is take a photo of you in a yoga pose and post it to your feed or story. Make sure you tag at Golink Group and at Soul Yoga Studio to enter. So take a photo of you in a pose, tag us, post it in your feed or story, to be entered and you get extra points for creativity and all poses are welcome whether it's beginner intermediate or expert so send us a view send us a photo of you doing yoga super simple doesn't have to be crazy just keep it simple my peeps and even if you're not in greenville i would love of course that's why we do these challenges is to report back to make sure we're evolving and leveling up and hot yoga has really really stepped up my game actually while we're here (laughs) let me tell you how yoga has helped me this year so I did not start doing hot yoga until eight months ago until I moved to South Carolina um, because someone said hey let's go and I'm like okay and I kind of did yoga before but not like this kind of hot yoga and let me tell you all the things of how it's helped me so it is difficult and you know I love difficult things like it's truly strengthened my willpower and me just surrendering and allowing like yes this is painful but wow it is worth it once you're done and my breath like you know like my breathing in and out 
whether it's stressful situations or even running. So cardio, my running has got a lot better so I don't get like cramps or side aches anymore. So my breathing throughout my day has helped from yoga and it is like the ultimate cleanse. Wow. Like every time I come out of there, I'm just drenched in sweat and it feels so good. And man, it just, it feels so good. That's, I'll, that might be my favorite part. And I'm actually stronger in the gym lifting weights. So I still lift about four times. Yeah, I lift weights four times a week. And I'm stronger in the gym and I'm less achy afterwards, like less sore. And no joke, my skin is more clear and radiant. Someone, <laughs> someone asked one time, it was at work, they asked why I was glowing. <laughs> Straight up, they said, Ben, you're glowing. And I'm like, oh, it must be the yoga. Like, so if you want skin or, <laughs> I mean, you already have skin, but if you want radiant glowing skin or more clear skin, then try hot yoga. And of course, flexibility. Um, I can touch my toes and do other flexible things that I just wasn't able to do before. And any peeps out there that are looking for a relationship with a lady, hold like, the hot yoga studios, it just needs to be said, are flocked with usually beautiful women. Um, they're invested in their health, not just physically, like spiritually, mentally, and you know they want to better themselves. So it's pretty cool group of people, and not just you know for you're not going in there just for like romantic or sexual relationships, just like cool people with cool mindsets. So huge, huge shout out to hot yoga. Hopefully you can tell it's changed my life. And I hope you try the challenge this week. So once you do it, you know what to do. There are a few ways you can report back once you complete the challenge. Post it on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Use hashtag GoLink challenge. Tag us in your stories. Or you can use the GoLink hotline. So the hotline is designed for those who want to remain anonymous or you don't have social media, but you still want a form of accountability. So to use the hotline, call 385 626-0525 and follow the instructions follow us at GoLink Group my name is Ben I love you if you're listening and this is The GoLink Show oh and one more thing I keep holding you is I think I'm going to end each show by saying this if it's anyone it's you if it's anytime it's now I think that's going to be my new sign off so if it's anyone it's you if it's anytime it's now Have an awesome week.